148. Devilishly dialectical. Devilishly dialectical. Hey, Matt, thanks for the screen today. That was devilishly dialectical, my man. Devilishly dialectical. Oh, uh, we love those guys. We love the Matt streamers. Just had a commugasm. Yeah, there's a there's a guy that got real real upset last night that he has to wade through Fortnite streams. Which kind of because we do it like once a week, so I think yeah, once a week, and some weeks we don't even do it. So it's like two videos you have to look through. Where does Mac get all these alpha chatters that come through and steamroll our shit? We had that one guy uh, one week during Fortnite that goes, "Where's Matt streams? What's up with all this gay shit?" Like, who are you? okay, <laughs> fucking locker room bully Chill. that's like, yo. Yo, I fuck with Matt Christman. You talk any shit, I'll kill you. Like, Matt's got crazy alpha fans that come in there. That guy last night was definitely 55, which is cool. Yeah, It we is so doing- funny to think that, like, he doesn't know that we're on there, and he doesn't know us, and he yeah. doesn't like us, and he doesn't, like, agree with all of our stuff. We have Distrinky. Yeah, Distrinky. Like, we, we stole it. We were doing, a, like, a, a long fundraiser stream for some sick kitty cats, and uh, fucking guy comes in and starts bitching so i, I ban him. usually those like matt guys or whatever like you can just say yeah they're funny here's they're, where like the vods are age. they're funny yeah i think that chatter heard we we're doing charity for pathetic pussies and he took it the <laughs> wrong way. yo oh. yeah. yeah we looked at his chat logs and he was like "Ooh, this was a diet was devilish, devilish devilish dialectical conversation devilishly dialectical god damn it's, it's so stuck annoying in my head for a while man i hate the matt chatters man like i i don't say anything <laughs> in there like i just i read the books i go and read the books like walter scheidel uh escape from rome that one by uh david graber and the other guy that was a good book but you don't really need to say anything in there. Guys go in there and they say, have you heard of the thing that you talked about last week? Yep. <laughs> You're not a... And then yeah, he doesn't like, answer. The streams themselves are great. Like, I, I like watching them on YouTube. Like, when I was home more for them during the pandemic, I'd like just sit and watch. But there's no, I'm not getting into that conversation. He's way fucking smarter than me. Yeah. Just sit back yeah. and enjoy, brother. <laughs> Man. Hey. Yeah, he's one of the few people where I like feel intimidated by uh, his knowledge of stuff. Yep. And he has a baby on the way, so good for him. That's why I don't say anything in those chats. He's too smart. And so are his chatters. I love... That's the the most... Sorry, the most leftist thing ever is not reading anything, but typing a lot of things. (laughs) 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 Leftist WPM. I was just thinking about that, that, that Scotty Allen Day video that we were watching yesterday, and he said that he's like a bus driver, so he doesn't get a lot of steps in, and he's trying to work on his fitness which i'm i'm happy for him about but he was like yeah no i'll go to start doing my uh get my step shin uh gonna start walking a thousand steps a day (laughs) (laughs) he said that's what they recommend yeah he's like that's the recommend Uh, he he's off by about a multiple of 10 there i believe it's like ten thousand, right it's the the good amount that you want to try and hit so i'm like happy that he's trying but (laughs) jack should be going for a thousand a day brother not scotty I wonder how often he makes mistakes like that. Like, does he write a check and he leaves out a zero? Or he adds an extra zero? That could be a problem. I've been loving that guy's... I, I forget his Twitter name now, but he's like a server in New York. Uh, I think he's the boss on here guy. He has that thread of his the tips of the people in New York that just don't know how to do oh, math. Oh, God, it's yeah. It's like $53, and it's like 840 and the total's like 64 <laughs> It's like, what? It's like, <laughs> they cannot... Don't ask people to like add up to like 
perfect change. They, they're oh, so dude, bad th- at it. That that happened to uh, a girl I know in Vancouver who used to work at um, the Cactus Club. And the Vancouver Canucks came in and were eating there. And they were, like, really into it. And said she was a great server. And it was, I think, Christian Erhoff um, did, like, a tip. And I, it was, like... Christian whatever, Airhead. It was... It was supposed to be a lot of money. I think he like he wrote the tip was going to be like three hundred dollars for the bill, which would have been like thirty percent or something crazy. Mm. And then he just completely fucked up the math, so it was like a fifteen percent tip. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's nice that apps let you do it automatically. Yeah, yeah. people do forget how to do it, and it makes sense because it's so easy to hit twenty percent, twenty five percent. Hey, computer, you don't decide what I want to tip. I'll do that math poorly myself. <laughs> like. It's so good. One one thing I've noticed about traveling to the States is that you guys have um, a lot more. Your cards are older, like how you do things compared to here. Like here, like almost every card interaction is 100% digital. Like your credit card always has a pin. I haven't had to sign for anything in years and years and years. So I only really experienced that tip thing. It's getting more and more rare to have to like sign shit. Thank God. Bank cards as well. People here are getting pissed off now if you don't have a chip card. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, well, and you that, can't just tap it. That was like ten years ago, at least here. That like chip cards were like everywhere, um, and with with like bank cards as well. I, I noticed like a lot of stores like don't take debit whatsoever, and that's just been the norm since I was a fucking teenager. I think I was like fourteen when I got my first debit card. And you can just use it in every store, so. They yeah, don't make weird. you hit debit. We still no. randomly will need a fucking like personal check on paper like once every decade for some random shit. It sucks. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I hate that. I have a book of checks and it's just rent. Checkbook. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, rent's the, probably the most popular one for that. I pay my rent online and they're like, "We'll be charging you an extra two dollars a month if you do this online." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll eat it." Damn, never mind. <laughs> oh wait, you mean I don't got to go to fucking kroger once a month to get a cashier's check made out to the apartment and stand in line behind lottery people in the grocery store to get it oh, okay yeah that's worth two dollars to me thank you at least you're not with like one of those really scummy landlords that's like uh hey if you pay me cash i'll take a couple hundred bucks off i wish i was you have to go get cash i'm already at Kro- i'm already at kroger getting a cashier's check brother <laughs> that's oh, yeah, why they I give me the so. cash anyway i prefer cash to checks anyway because it comes right out of your account I That's like the thing it, I don't like about checks. I like it because it feels like I'm buying something illegal. Like, thanks for my rent, man. I'm going to go live in here. <laughs> like having to wait for stuff to come out of your account, that's such a pain in the ass in 2023. Yeah. And checks actually, are so insecure. True. And I'm a, I'm a, um, you guys are probably bank chads. I'm a credit union soy. Though mm. I have to wait 24 hours for everything. I'm like, oh yeah, sorry, my money's in the, it's up in the air right now. It's all in zeros and ones above our head. I was a credit union leftist when I was uh, when I was like a kid, and before I moved to to Calgary, I knew that I couldn't just take my bank with me, right? Because it was like local right. with Northern BC. So then I switched. But my girlfriend is a credit union person, and uh, it uh, seems so fucking annoying. Because yeah, you have to like drive halfway across the city to do anything. There are great benefits though. Like one one benefit that a lot of people don't know around in Michigan, at least if you are a credit union member. If you use your ATM card at a Seven Eleven, it's free. You don't have to do oh, the transaction. Wow. Yep. So it's great when places have a free ATM, like a liquor store with a free ATM. That's a hack you can use. If a liquor store is a free ATM and you go in, you don't buy liquor. They get me anyway. They'll get a beef stick or something. Lunch. Um. Yeah. Back to back to paying cash for rent. Uh, when I worked at the gym, there was this like 
crazy scam that happened once where the like front desk receptionist uh lady she she had brought she was paying rent after work and so she brought cash in and then put it in a gym locker it was like 1500 bucks and then there was someone that came in and wanted to do a like a, a trial workout or whatever and so she does and then the like receptionist goes back and the $1,500 of cash is just like taken out of her locker. And like the lady robbed like 17, not 17. It was more like 10, whatever, who cares? But she had hidden bolt cutters underneath her winter jacket. Oh, wow. And like pulled them out and like cut all these locks and like stole a bunch of credit cards. She only didn't left in like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then they like, they had to fill out like this waiver to see where. Like, just to get access to the gym, right? Like, phone mm. number. Fake phone number. The address they put on the waiver was just an empty lot. And I used to work with this, like, he was a former pro wrestler. And he, he'd, like, wrestled with on, like, TNA and stuff. And pretty intense guy. And he yeah. saw that, like, how upset this girl was about getting the cash taken. And he, like, grabbed me. He's like, come on, we're finding her. <laughs> and he was like... um, Okay, think about it. If you stole $1,500 cash, you're not going to want to keep it right. You're going to want to spend it right away and get something. So we, we like drove around to like the Walmart and Best Buy where we thought they might be blowing cash and like going. And then obviously they called the police and the police were like, yeah, don't, call them and say, don't do anything if you find her. Mm. And we like didn't. But yeah, that shit sucks. It made me like really uh, nervous for the rest of my life about carrying any like large amount of cash around. Yeah, it's not going to do anyway. Mm-hmm. I hate dude. The worst was when I pulled out, like, when I bought my my beater car, like, two years ago, a couple summers ago, and I pulled out, like, 3500 cash to to buy a car, and was on my way to, like, a shitty part of Detroit to buy it. Yeah. And the oh guy God. emails me when I get there and is like, sold. I was like, Oof. cool. So I'm driving my other piece of shit car, going, bah, 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 almost dying in the fucking middle of a shitty neighborhood <laughs> with all this money on me. I'm like, well, at least no one's going to think I have money on me. <laughs> but when I was like 18 and worked at the gas station, um, it was the got 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 promoted to night supervisor. So they trusted nice. me. They were like, hey, we need you to go do a bank drop off like the the GM isn't here today. And then they just handed me like it was like twenty five thousand dollars in cash. They're like, hey, yeah, just go to the bank, like give them this, and it's in the envelope or whatever. And I'm like driving over thinking, I could start a new life. I could just go <laughs> get a new identity, fucking 25 grand, not bad. Yeah, that's a lot of trust to put in you. Yeah, and like a fucking teenager. Me, in, in the US, I could start a new life in somewhere like Max South, Illinois, or Nebraska, or some <laughs> 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 some really cheap areas. I could buy one of those houses in Japan that's like so cheap for reasons unbeknownst to me. Because you open it up and it looks like AAP's new house. Oh yeah, is it just like beautiful on the outside and then like there's it's nothing? Probably in not there? even. But they, no, I think it's closed, not either one. They closed on it without even looking at it. They no, I meant, so I meant the Japanese ones. Oh no, I yeah. haven't seen I'm, any I'm of sure, the AAP's. I'm sure though. the Japanese ones are fine. The Japanese ones are just you have to live in Japan to buy those because they're not going to let any fucking foreigners yoink those. Yeah, but like, are they just really remote? Because I would have assume, yeah, assumed like land like, and everything's really expensive or it's like on an island so everything is extra expensive even like crazy mm, yeah and just like your cost of living would be astronomical did you guys see that uh that thing in california um next to devil slide on off the highway there's like a uh driftwood three-story driftwood house that someone's been living in they're trying to figure out who lives there and it's on this really dangerous part of the cliff that you got to climb 
He's got like a punching bag fuck? hanging up and a chair made out of wood. And, oh, uh, that's sick. He'll been flying What drones. kind of house just, is it? Just search Driftwood House, California. It's like been all over the news. It's like a clickbait article, but it's real. And uh, It's like a character from a John Claude Van Damme movie. Bro, would live there. the house looks crazy. It's like some Contiki shit. It's not even Images. a house. It's just like a structure. Oh, yeah. No, it looks like, like some water world. But look how, dude, there's waves that can reach it sometimes. Like, that's how low it is to the ocean. He's just living on that shit. That's so Damn. cool. Right? Yeah, it's like Swiss Family Robinson type construction. That's I awesome. I think they should just leave him alone. Yeah. Let him cook. They're like, oh, he's littering. <laughs> <laughs> that whole area looks really fucking neat. Really beautiful. Gotta love it. So I had a Dear Prudence article I wanted to read here. Yeah. Go for it's it. kind of in line with some of our friends. Dear Prudence, I've been involved in a long-distance situationship, intimate friends, for three years. We met once, then became friends online, and that is where it blossomed. I have visited her once, and it was a very intimate and fun experience for both of us. Uh. Although she did mention one or twice while I was there that she noticed my body odor. <laughs> I took care of it ASAP every time. It didn't seem like a big deal. Anyway, we have been planning on another visit, but she keeps bringing up the B.O. problem and has even said, if it is as bad as last time, you have to get a hotel and can't stay with me. God. Which is confusing, because we were very intimate last time and she didn't seem to mind. She was enjoying herself quite a bit and said so for weeks afterwards. Should I just take her advice and be super diligent about B.O. or is this emotional manipulation of some sort? My close friends tell me they never notice my body odor, and I bathe once to twice daily and use deodorant every day as well as brush multiple times a day. Also, and here's the dinger, she has untreated BPD. Questionably stinky lover. How do you, somebody, does she say Questionably she stinky lover. So she diagnosed yeah, but doesn't take anything for it? She's like, nah, I don't. What does that even mean? It's, well, really, it's really presumptuous to say... Also, let me diagnose her with something, because yeah. she's fucked up, too. By the way... Well, I may yeah, like, stink, but you're weird in the brain. <laughs> well, if you shower in, like, multiple times a day, and wearing I deodorant, I don't believe and brushing his teeth... I feel like anybody who's run through a problem like this is just lying when they say they shower multiple times a day. Like, one yeah, would probably be enough know. anyway. But, Jesus. Like, hearing his, you would, uh, you would side with him initially... But then we know so many guys like Scotty who say, oh, I shower, I shower every other day and I clean uh, under my fat fold and it's fine. Scotty says he showers every day and sometimes twice, which is also such a lie. That I thought he was... said every other day. I'm no, I think, sure he said he said every day. I think he said every day in that video. For, for anyone that hasn't, hasn't seen the video of Scotty Allen Day talking in his car, <laughs> uh, he was doing a, vi a list of like the top 10 reasons why it sucks to be obese. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, Mr. Beast. But one of them was that you have to, uh, when you're in the shower, um, clean underneath the fold of your gut, and then also clean in your armpits every day, and your between your thighs and your groin, which you should be cleaning every fold, 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 brother. Yeah, it's so weird. It's normal stuff. It's like saying it, the worst part about being fat is you have to flush the toilet after you pee. <laughs> well, no, you always have to do that. What was the thing about him taking a shit and it just falls out? He says some horrible thing. It's the worst <laughs> sequence of words he's ever yeah, said. Like, when I'm eating those processed foods, you got a loose stool. You don't have a log. You don't have a winner. You just have, a winner? You just have an explosion in a brown pool to look at. <laughs> a brown pool. Browning pool. Yeah, we were saying browning pool. <laughs> Let the potties hit the floor. 
<laughs> it's so fucking nasty, man. And then he says he can't put socks on, which is another thing that's... Uh, you ever try to put on socks with really long toenails, dude? Yeah, it goes right through. That's what happened to Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Some guy had a, a, a long-ass yellow toenail sticking out of the edge of his sock, and it yep. went into right into his Achilles tendon. Sliced the whole thing off. He went, ah! He was, it was dancing, in line at 7-Eleven. He was dancing behind him at Dead & Company. <laughs> God, that's where you would see some of those toenails. <laughs> Getting your Achilles tendon sliced because you're dancing at Dead and Co. and you're all wearing flip flops. Oh, okay, I've got the transcript pulled up. Man, I had loose bowels. When I and when you had a poop, you had literally 15 seconds to make it to the bathroom, and it was not fun. It's absolutely not fun. You didn't have. <laughs> You did not have a log. You did. You didn't have a winner. You had a plop and a brown pool to look at. I mean, well, I was growing up. It was always you looked at that bowl and you thought, "I have a perfect floater." Well, this ain't no floater. So that's number nine. Enough talking about poop. Scotty, <laughs> perfect floater. When were, Scotty, when you're a child, you're not drinking a pint of whiskey every day, brother. What are you? <laughs> Damn. Why? When did all my when did all my stool become so loose? I'm so- cheering for him. Uh, he's yeah, like six I weeks he... into going to the gym, and he's he's getting a little bit better at making videos. Yeah, it is great. It's good that he's going to the gym. It's he's working on all this God stuff. Help us if he, he is a... one of the most depressing guys that we know. If you can't in... find a more depressing looking guy than him, but hey, it's get it's looking up, I guess. If he gets a new camera with the highest quality as Kriegs, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, we need to crowdfund him a worse camera. Mm-hmm. We need to get him Borg's camera. Him and Borg should switch cameras. Or actually, no, Borg should have the same bad cameras. Too. Remember those really like early two thousands webcams, the Logitech ones that were like big and like turquoise colored. They look like they hook up on top of the the monitor. We need one of those. Yeah, it was like yeah. a ball. It, it Borg looked, gave us looked like Borg pixels. gave us a huge fucking uh, jump scare yesterday. We found out that like people had uploaded his old videos and done like Borg archives or whatever. And there was one that he was talking about how popular it was called the Calm Video Game Nerd, which I was excited for to like see him riffing on the angry video game nerd thing. And he's playing some Atari game like Space Invaders. And then his his like name for the high score is just the F slur. That's not very calm, man. What if it's his initials? That could be Frank Anthony Green. Mm hmm. Fomer Gibson. Fomer Gibson. <laughs> Fomer isn't it trains? Fomer God, Simpson. that's so funny to do that for yourself too. It's one thing yeah. to have it be P or come, but to call yourself the F slur, especially if you're a Nazi and you're really homophobic, <laughs> yeah. like that's not someone else's name. That's your name. That's my old joke. Like, remember when like uh, somebody get quote tweeted, like Ken Klippenstein would get quote tweeted by Ben Shapiro, and they changed it to like Ben Shapiro uh, causes shootings or something. Yeah, he's getting five quote feet tall. By ben. Yeah. Getting quote to you by Ben Shapiro and making just making your explain name. I'm a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, look at who he's retweeting. He's retweeting an admitted pedophile. He's retweeting a pedophile. It's just you. It's just like you're the same name. You're like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Rack him. <laughs> Posting your own address and your uh, your display name. <laughs> Sending ben a picture, Shapiro doxed me. Sending a picture. Yeah, posting your house and the replies. Be like, why'd you dox me, dumb fuck? You replied and boosted it. Now everybody sees where I live. That's like that classic guy who accused you of like saying something about his dad when and he said to it. Himself, My dad died three years ago. Don't you dare talk shit about him. He's just replying to himself. <laughs> <laughs> I 
having so a conversation cool. with yourself. More drunk people should do that. Watching someone punt, beat the shit out of themselves, man. It's great. <laughs> Love it. That's so cool. The, the fuck next, did you just say to me? Also, the next day, that guy's account was just completely gone. Like, he woke up, he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, bye, bye. time to re-roll. <laughs> yeah, not suspended, just gone, deactivated. That's the funniest. When they don't get suspended, they just delete it. <laughs> he just woke up and was like, oh, boy. Oh, there was that lady that after um, the shooting in Tennessee that the trans person did uh, earlier this year or whatever. And there was that lady on Twitter that said some of the most vile shit ever about trans people. And on my, on my like, alt account, I just quoted her with a satellite picture of her house. And it was like 40 seconds before her entire account was nuked. <laughs> I mean, probably smart, right? Ironically, she lived like three minutes from our old house way up in the middle of nowhere in Davisburg. I knew exactly. <laughs> I knew exactly <laughs> what house it was. <laughs> Hey, I used to live there. Love it. It's a nice place. Hello, neighbor. That account got suspended, too, because I posted so many people's houses at them. My, like, no-follower account that was named Mr. Too Damn Find You or something. <laughs> That's good. God. I haven't done hey, it in a while. What's happened with Russell Brand? Because I've seen, like, a bunch of stuff referencing it, but, like... Oh, he raped me. Oh, oh, that's not good. I only I only know something was going on with him because I saw a bunch of people retweeting Donald Trump's old tweets about him. At Katy Perry, Russ is a loser. It's so funny to do. <laughs> Being a girlfriend see... replier. Well, your boyfriend's a dumbass. It's true. Yeah. I, I did see one that was like a Reddit post from like a year or two year or so ago that said um it was like r slash mild conspiracy theories and that it this conspiracy was that Russell Brand is slowly moving further to the right. For when, like, the allegations come out, he can finally claim it as a witch hunt. Oh, he what? Russell Brand accused of rape, sexual assault, and abuse by four women, including one age just 16. That was... Uh, yeah, article, I figured that was always what that was, was happening. article today. All right, like, well, he's a well-known piece of shit. Except, this... The, the way I see it, like, the most boosted account, of course, is the blue check mark, and it's at Censored Men, that great account. And it says, Russell, Russell Brand's getting the Andrew Tate treatment. Oh, you mean like... <laughs> <laughs> legal Going to jail after legal raping? proceedings for rape and trafficking or whatever? Like, well, okay. Consequences? Oh, the Andrew Tate treatment, yes. <laughs> Fuck, man. Damn. Well, I gotta, I gotta fucking burn my Russell Brand jersey. Yeah, sucks. I gotta remove my Russell Brand brand. I always figured that he was basically the character he played in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Literally. I was just talking about that movie the other day, because that was one of those movies I got to see for free, because I walked in the theater, and the people were like, hey, we're here to promote this. Here's some tickets and free popcorn if you want to see it. We're like, cool. That's a great character he's playing in that, but I don't think he thought it was a movie. Out of the Apatel movies, I thought that one was really, really funny. It's like Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino. They just put Vietnamese people in front of him. And he no, improvised all that. He's epic. That's my right wing avatar. I put the glowing eyes on him, the laser eyes. Laser eyes, Gran Torino, Clint Eastwood. That's my avatar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. he's, that guy's so based. Yeah, he's, he's no, based. he's a cuck. He's, he's a cuck because he, he befriends one of them. Ugh. Great. I, I was really excited watching Gran Torino at the end when he was like gonna come and, and get the alert. racist because it was like, there's another spoiler alert for Unforgiven at the end of that he goes in and gets the the bad guys and he pops them all off badass and it was like kind of the end for his his blondie um cowboy characters and so i thought this was going to be like the the finale for the more uh dirty harry type characters and then he goes and he pulls out like the finger gun and then he gets killed which 
I guess like thematically works well because it was like him growing as a man or whatever and becoming not. He dies racist, like Christ. Exactly. He like sacrificed himself to like get these these baddies locked up. But I was hoping we'd see like a little cool John Wick action at the end. Many years before John Wick came out, but you know. If you wanna I was um you just gave me an idea. You you remember Unforgivable? The the YouTube videos? Is the black guy out in like the woods and he's Oh yeah, yeah, up. of course. Unforgivable. Yeah. Like, I think so. Yeah. Legendary videos. Like two thousand nine meme. How about taking a screenshot from that but fo- really poorly photoshopping Clint Eastwood on his face and make him say Unforgiven? <laughs> That'd go hard. Unforgivenable. Unforgivenable. That'll go so hard on film Twitter. <laughs> movie Twitter, please. Oh yeah. Yeah, he well, makes movies. No, movie not Twitter's films. mine. Movie Twitter's mine. Well, Clint Eastwood, I think film Twitter would try to claim. They'd be like, We don't like that he's right wing, but he has this, this, and this that we love. Mm-hmm. He, has, he definitely has some fucking movie Twitter movies too though. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. His oeuvre is massive. Do you know what's a great movie Twitter movie that I just thought of? Uh, Four Brothers. Great movie Twitter movie. Andre 3000, Mark Wahlberg, when they're brothers. <laughs> Detroit. They're going out on Frozen Lake St. Clair and do gangsta stuff. I think Annihilator posted a Wahlbergers video this week. Ooh, I didn't know they had it in Australia. That's actually crazy. It's like a different mm. company there. This guy just named like... Max Wahlberg has nothing to do with them. It's spelled W O L Max Wahlberg. W O L L B U R G. It's an actual Jewish guy. <laughs> he has a weird racial background, Mark Wahlberg, because you would think he was Jewish. He's he's obviously Irish coded. He has a racial background on his phone. A bunch of different. That's races. true. Proving I that. saw it. It's not good. <laughs> I saw it. I saw, I saw Mark, it. It's got the happy merchants. It's Mark got all Wahlberg's, sorts of stuff. I saw his racial background. It was a parody on the coexist thing. I don't even want to say. I don't want to say what it looked like. His yeah, racial, I can't even say the word. His racial background. I'd have to get an Asian guy. <laughs> Obama. It's called a desktop. Stop saying racial background. <laughs> so stupid. His racial background. I'm glad the Obama gay stuff died off again. Because it was getting boring. It's Wait, so Obama, stale. Obama gate. They were giving us stale pieces of bread, like ducks. We got some good memes out of it, though. Obama pulling the crack pipe out of his pocket before he had gay sex, because he's like, no, no, none of that cocaine. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what my, he does. My favorite forever. You want some dog jerky? I was, I was thinking about when Rob Ford, <laughs> the, the, crack, the crack video and crack pictures came out. Last oh, night. that was a great time on Twitter, man. I know, right? It was, that was almost 10 years ago. It was 2014. Yeah. R.I.P. Golden era. Why don't we have a new crack mayor? I remember yeah. when, those, when those pictures came out, I was at Hole 8 at Stony Creek playing disc golf, and that's the one where you stop and smoke, so everyone spends like 40 minutes at Hole 8. <laughs> but uh, I was like, whoa, Rob Ford got caught smoking crack. And this guy said, who the hell is Rob Ford? Because he's thinking of like all the Ford family. Yeah. I was like, oh, Mayor Toronto. I remember okay. exactly where I was. I was sitting on my couch looking at my phone. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, it's real. Yeah, That's all I was doing. Like, I, yeah, I, I was looking at that, the news, but... I think. I know, but you sound like someone trying to lie about remembering it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was uh, sitting on my couch looking around, looking at my phone. Yeah, <laughs> That's every 9 11 Twitter. <laughs> where were you on 9 11? Oh, uh, well, I was watching TV. Oh, I was getting ready for, for school. Yeah. I, I was looking walk. at the news and it came on the TV. I was eating Cinnamon Toast Crunch and getting ready to watch Regis and Kelly as most homeschooled eighth graders. Yeah, R.I.P. Regis. <laughs> and I've said and Kelly. I guess it's nine eleven. This is this is topical. I like got up early for school that day and was like sick. I can watch some TV before school. 
and I oh, put great. it on nine elevens on. Yeah, no, I put it on Man TV because they were doing uh, the Alien Autopsy, and I was just watching Alien Autopsy. And then my dad always like would get up and watch CNN before work, and it was like his <laughs> his ritual. And my mom's like, "Okay, Dad's getting up. You have to change." And I'm like, "But it's an autopsy of an alien." And then they flip over, and uh, it was time like, is a flat circle. I know, right? And they they flip over and fucking there's uh the plane plane two it just hit. So I could have like. I could have watched it live if I chose like any other channel besides Men TV, but uh... someone in our Discord reminded me that we forgot to play Megan drinking apple juice on 9/11. I forgot oh, about yeah. that video oh, yeah. where the, the girls drinking apple juice, and w apparently what happened was they saw the first plane hit and they went outside, and then they came back in and went back to the party because they didn't think another plane was going to hit, and then they're looking out the window. It's one of the greatest pieces of film ever. It's, it might be better than the Zapruder film. It is really good. In terms mm -hmm. of capturing a disaster, because you're like, you see her looking over. They're joking about drinking apple juice with vodka in it. She looks over and then screams, and then the camera pans over, and the second plane just hit. It's guys, unbelievable that it's on film. Do you guys remember... Um, I, I think I put it on one time on a stream. It must have been a Sunday stream, because I think we were all there. But it was like raw footage from 9/11 that I hadn't seen. It was from the, New, I believe it's from the New Jersey side because the buildings were pretty far away. But it was kind of just like 25 minutes or so of like just people standing in the street and like watching it in New Jersey and talking. And it's some of the funniest like NPC dialogue ever. Because I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? All the voices. I haven't been able to find it since. I think the person privated it again. So I wish I had downloaded it. But if anyone knows about uh, which video that is, send it to me. It was really good. It's just like home video camera. Pretty, really well shot, though. It's like bright, bright, sunny day, obviously. It was 9-11. And, uh, and yeah. I was just watching the Regis and Kelly 9-11 um, the As It Happened video. And, oh, fuck. I mean, I don't blame him. No one knew what the fuck was going on. And they kept going back from, like, the shot back and forth. From, like, they had just gone live, basically, eight minutes after the first plane hit. And the news hadn't gotten there yet and then it got there right after and Regis is, the second plane hit while they were talking about it like live obviously and mm -hmm. uh Regis is like oh it looks like the fuselage shot through the building into the other building <laughs> it's like fucking damn they should build the whole plane out of that shit <laughs> this is crazy to think and uh and then the funniest moment is when they're trying to like make sense of like why both towers are on fire now, and the camera shot goes to Gelman, like his Regis, his famous producer, like always doing the Gelman jokes and stuff. And that was during Gelman's phrase where he looked just like Eminem. He had these little <laughs> earrings and the fucking slim shady, like same yellow Eminem hair. And he's like, it was actually two planes. It was one of the funniest shots Jesus, ever. Like that's so the camera's awesome. going to Gelman, and I was like, ah, that's pure two thousand one. Oh yeah, that's beautiful. I think if I was like on vacation or whatever um going like partying whatever those girls were doing when uh when 9-11 happened and i saw a, a plane fly into the world trade center they had harsh my mellow i don't think i would like keep on drinking <laughs> maybe they're well they're, after the first time i think they they kind of got over it they were just starting to get over it like well i guess we can't just stand around we have like vodka and stuff and we're we're here we're hanging out i guess we can't stop it and then it hits again, and it's like, okay, we're not having fun. No more no. fun. <laughs> All right, that's enough. I'm that was really a stress sober. test for newscasters, oh, having yeah. to deal with that. Oh because even Pearl Harbor, it was one thing that you heard about. Or JFK, it was one thing that you heard about. It would have been if, like, JFK got assassinated, and then while Walter Cronkite was reading it out, 
LBJ got assassinated. All those news guys, and too. And then they had to say, oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. All the dudes, too, there were, like, the uh, the main news guys, like the Tom Brokaws and stuff, and Peter Jennings. I remember all those guys just working, like, 17 hours straight that day. None of them, like, switched their shift over or anything. Like, no, nah, I'm staying. I'm staying. That's why this Peter is, Jennings died. It's my broadcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some say he overworked himself on 9-11. Poor guy. R.I.P. Canadian legend. Peter Jennings. I think. Yeah, that guy's, uh... Aspects of his face are probably screen burned into TV still. <laughs> I loved him. I think I loved him because if he was on TV, it means dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought he was cool when I was five for some reason. I was like, man, Peter Jennings, he's the man. Like one of those things you do when you're this a kid where you're like... was grandmas and you. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't even watch the show. I wasn't like an autistic kid who like wanted to watch mean, the though. game show every day. I, was, I just remember him being on TV and was like, that guy's cool. That yeah. guy's awesome. Did, what was I want to be like him. Do you know who my hero was like that? Bill Bonds. Bill Bonds was a, uh, a newscaster from Detroit who was basically drunk every day that he was on the air. And I had grown up just hearing about him and like his antics and stuff. And people joking about like, what if Bill Bonds came back? And then Bill Bonds did come back. And he was like sober, but probably not. He was just like an older guy. And they'd have him on for like editorial shit. And it was, it was really funny. He would basically just say whatever he wanted on air, like a James Brown type interview type guy. Just and like sometimes the camera would like go over to him and he'd be supposed to be like saying a story and his eyes are all just glazed and he's smiling and like forgetting to read. So funny. God, yeah, he was doing. He was on some train wreck shit on 9/11. Jennings anchored ABC's coverage on September 11th for 17 straight hours, an effort described as Herculean by television critics. Damn, Peter James wow. Subathon. <laughs> Yeah, those are Hassan numbers. <laughs> um, so funny. The first live streamer, Peter Jennings. <laughs> Peter Jennings CTV. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Uh, awesome. Yeah, he started OTK. Did you guys, <laughs> when, did you get, what were your favorite fucking game shows as kids? Do you have any ones that you like fucking ride and die for? I was, uh, I was a classic Jeopardy I loved just because I love trivia shit. Mm-hmm. Um, as a kid, though, I always loved Legends of the Hidden Temple because people were so bad at it. I always, like, I love Legends of the Hidden Temple. I loved to pick the winning team at the start, and I always knew which kids were going to lose the first challenge because they fucking just sucked to look at. It was great. <laughs> I never saw that one. That was, um, you know the memes for that one, like, with Olmec, the big talking face one, the Nickelodeon one? It, it was like a... Yeah, it sounds familiar. They would... Uh, parts of like the the obstacle course part because there'd be like a game sh- like a quiz type part where you got to advance up these steps. Then there's like an obstacle course for like the final thing, and they would shoot it from the side, so it looked like a platform game at some points of it. It was fun. Like oh, an Indiana Jones. Do you know what thing? I keep saying needs to come back because it's like the perfect time for it? Hollywood Squares. Mm, oh that yeah, would be good. Hollywood Squares was so good. Yeah, that was such a great concept. Getting the people in and then. Not knowing if they're lying or telling the truth, and everyone would do so bad, and the jokes they would write were bad. I remember my mom watched that a lot. I liked on that show when people obviously went off the script for shit and just said stuff where like everyone was laughing too hard. That was a great TV moment. Um, Why I, did they get rid of that? I don't know. Uh, probably because of woke. I feel like it. I feel like it came back at some point. Uh, but not like yeah. When was the last Hollywood Squares? It's probably COVID. <laughs> No, that'd be perfect game for COVID. What do you mean? Uh, yeah, you yeah, yeah, social distancing. <laughs> Wait, yeah. it says is. Oh, it's oh, on that's... BET? Huh. No wonder I haven't seen it. Oh, they're bringing it back. I gotta start watching BET again. I was talking about how 
back when I was 12, 13, I didn't have MTV in my room because we didn't have the cable box. There was the cable box downstairs, but up in my room, it was just ABC, CBS, UPN, BET was one of the basic ones. That's so weird. Because I guess maybe it would be racist to not have it in the basic cable. But oh, yeah, I, I remember so. watching that because it would be uh, videos for Twista or whoever. And it's either yeah. that or infomercials. 106 in Park. It was like their yeah, exactly. I loved, I loved, I watched BET way more than MTV. Great. Yeah, because they actually played freaking music, and I guess they play Hollywood Squares now. They also play. I wonder if it's going to be. Uh, do you have to be black? They also always played movies I'd never seen, where a fucking crazy like shootout happens, then immediately the next scene is just fucking like nasty softcore sex. Like, this is sweet. The movie's uh, got everything. The it the. So the the revival, the Hollywood Squares revival, is called Celebrity Squares, and it's been yeah, I'm trying to look and apparently it filmed, but isn't like okay out yeah. yet. Maybe I, maybe yeah, I who's on it? That. it well, yeah, it doesn't been, say from what I can see. I've been saying they need to bring it back for like five years, so that still might be my fault. <laughs> like um, yeah, it's a good tweet. Uh, did you guys ever watch Card Sharks? With the game show network, and I was like a, a ride or die every day, like after school, watching Card Sharks from the eighties for like an hour straight. Mm-mm. I don't even remember how the game was played, but it was like a card game that was like kind of on a screen. Yeah, it's like pick cards, kind of blackjack style or something. Was I forget, this one? But... Uh, was this one syndicated on Game Show Network? Yes. Yeah, that's where I was watching it. Yeah, I definitely had seen it then. My at my grandparents' house, if I was spending like the weekend there or something, and it was like raining, so I knew I'd be watching TV for a few hours. It would go Sports Center until I start seeing. Um, the stories I already saw, or at least wait till the top 10. Mm-hmm. Then after I see the top 10, flip to Discovery Channel, and if they just have some bullshit on there, then I go to Game Show Network. Oh, no. They did a revival <laughs> of man. Card Sharks in 2019, hosted by Joel McHale. The other mm. one I really liked was the, the, the Whammy one. What was that one called? Press Your Luck? Yeah. Press Your Luck. Came, Everyone just called back. it Whammy. That one came back, too, but that one was good. That one was sick. I like fucking Let's Make a Deal with Howie. Howie Mandel. Never I wish I was a sick kid. <laughs> I liked it because people got so greedy in that game, and it's funny to see them get nothing because they were so greedy. That's like the uh, the true 90s revolution guy, where it's like, whatever happened to sick days? Yeah, whatever happened to staying home sick from school? Yeah, it's just, uh, well, now if you're sick um, and you don't go to work, you don't get paid for going, unless you're salaried. That's what I've been doing my entire adult life. That's, that's what happened to him. <laughs> There's a show, and I believe it's on YouTube, but it's low quality. Not that that would stop me. Do you guys remember Solitary? What was that? No. It sounds vaguely familiar. It was a reality show on the Fox Reality Channel, which I didn't even know that. That was launched in 2005. Whose contestants were kept in round-the-clock solitary confinement for a number of weeks, with the goal being the last contestant remaining in solitary for a $50,000 prize. That's it. Jesus Christ, man. It was the channel's first original series commissioned with its debut May 29, 2006. The last season on ended March 2010. So they did four seasons. Um, they also made one in uh, Germany, Brazilian, and one in Singapore. Um, Martin, I, I wonder if this current writer strike is going to have more insane reality TV like that be produced. Like gonna, it has March. to, right? Fat yeah, March like Fat March. And what was the one about like... Um, the, the the dating show where like half of the contestants were secretly gay or whatever playing it straight yeah oh yeah they got to bring that back playing it straight was so good somebody 
somebody from Hassan's community remastered that and re-uploaded it to YouTube, so it looks way better. Oh, that rules. Mm-hmm. They upscale They it. should bring back the shows where they put a bunch of celebrities in a house. Yeah. Like the surreal Honestly. life and celebrity rehab. Well, not celebrity rehab. Yeah, maybe not celebrity rehab. Because that has rehab. the villain, that Dr. One. Drew. That's one of the most evil shows ever made. But bringing a bunch of celebrities who are clearly down on their luck, but not quite at rehab level, like Danny Bonaducci is always down for that. He's just a train wreck or Gary Busey. You get those guys together, you put them in a room with Snooky or whoever, and they all yell at each other. And that's the easiest TV you could possibly make. Did I ever tell you guys I did a, a like a fucking really long project in university about Dr. Drew? I was in a this this class called um it was like a leadership development class that I had to take from my my personal training diploma and you had to like write it was I think an 8-page like essay on like a leader that you look up to and I was like a big Loveline fan and I thought it would be like fun for myself to like talk about like Loveline stuff for Dr. Drew and then there's the celebrity rehab thing <laughs> And it was like the worst thing I ever had to write in school because I just could not stretch it out into fucking eight goddamn pages. Oh, God. And it was like the only time I pulled an all-nighter um, where I just like stayed up all night writing this fucking essay about Dr. Drew until like seven in the morning and then went to class. <laughs> and I guess like everybody else struggled to like bullshit their essay for that long as well. Like I wasn't the only all-nighter. And so the the instructor just said, okay, like you guys can just go home or whatever. Like, I don't really have a lesson plan today. I know this was a hard project. And then like literally everybody got an A on it. It was like very, very, very easy grading rubric. So <laughs> I didn't even have to fucking try for it. Like Fuck. just so long as you handed That's in anything. That's a perfect chat GPT situation. Yeah, man. That's I what wish. it's for. Fuck. Where you just have to write eight pages and the teacher flips through it and, well, it doesn't look like the same word copy and pasted. It's not just space bar, space bar, space bar. So I guess it's good. That's good enough. It says Dr. Drew. Yeah. He's a passionate, passionate man. Did you guys see that There's... chat GPT thing about the, the Taco Bell meal? Oh, yeah, that was, that was good. Twitter? That was really funny. They, like, said, hey, make me a, a thousand calorie meal that's as close to a thousand calories without going over at Taco Bell and they had to like upload the menu to the chat GPT. And then the meal that it spat out was like eight different sodas and like six packets of hot sauce. Yeah, it was like a Joshua Jerry meal. <laughs> if anybody makes fun of my meal, I'll be turning comments off. He's a big sauce proponent. He's a guy that goes to Taco Bell and gets the sauces and then puts them in a big bucket. And then he thinks that he's saving a bunch of money doing it, which is funny. It, like, it's one thing to save the sauces because it's good to have a sauce around if you don't have one or yeah, you run out of something. Yeah, but need to learn that those packets go bad as well. Yeah, and you do, you're not really saving that much money. Like, ketchup is so cheap. I yeah. think they last in the cupboard for a forever. huge thing. They do till you rip open a <laughs> pack of ketchup from like nine years ago and it's all like just clear vinegary shit and then yeah. a bunch of gloop cool. at the end. Yeah, it's separated like oil and water. Mm. Remember Michigan yeah. Video Maker had like a, it was like a double bag grocery plastic bag that was just like a bunch of Arby's horsey sauce and like the different Taco Man, Bell sauces. That, that shit goes yeah, this bad. Is depressing. <laughs> Those aren't MREs, brother. That's crazy. It's, uh, people that yeah. think like, oh, if I don't have to store it in the fridge, it's fucking forever date. <laughs> yeah, the people who are proud of that, it's like people who stick gum on the wall. It's that kind of shit. <laughs> it's like being proud of your booger wall. I'm going to use a, these someday. They got, a, they got a booger wall in Seattle where everyone sticks their gum. Gross. That, that would be they a fun thing to do They have one in Chicago. It's called a, the Bean. Ooh. For a food drive, you just bring in your, your bag of horsey sauce. 
get free admittance into the school play. The sauce buyback. <laughs> Taco Bell asking people to bring back their extra sauces. That would be a great way to Ew. save money. It's like the, uh, the coin <laughs> oh, deposits. So Why? Gross. What's the problem? It'd they shouldn't from, do that? Yeah, it'd all be from, people, be from people's cup holders and shit. It'd be all sticky. That's a Scotty <laughs> Allen Day video that he would be talking about. There's a, 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 a the sauce buyback. So I brought oh, back that would be so great. And they told me these are expired. And I said, okay. It would be guys like Michigan Video Maker who have the giant trash bag of sauces. <laughs> and they're just Ooh. dumping them out. You know, you know, it's my favorite when you go for. I, this has never happened in my house. We never had them that long. But like the little drawer of sauces that when I worked at like the car wash, the place where definitely like sauce that would sit too long. Like in the office area, we the have, drawer like, of sauces. <laughs> Yeah, like, well, well, like, like that type of shit. Like, everybody gets their fast food and they put it in that little drawer. Okay, of, like yeah. when they're done with their shit, um, like in any break room, basically. But yeah, I get that. Some of the packets are fucking hard, like, like they're ready to pop because they're so <sighs> old. That's what happens to some of them too. They get nasty <laughs> like that, like they're fucking ballooning. It's gross. Yeah, there's like something <laughs> fermenting in it. You gotta go for your sauce. You gotta sometimes you just gotta clear it out and restart. You could clean out your sauce drawer, then celebrate it with some Taco Bell, and you bring home some fresh ones. <laughs> you know, the the goaded sauce to keep mm. is uh, the little packets of soy sauce. Yeah, those are great. Uh, soy oh, sauce okay. keeps for a while, and then every now and then you'll like run out of uh, of soy sauce. Do you know what's great about soy sauce too? If it goes bad, you can never tell. Yeah, it's already it brown and like tastes like that. <laughs> Yeah, it might be too salty for bacteria. I don't what are, know. What are you gonna get worse looking? <laughs> that is the classic one though, because I never use the soy sauce they give me with Chinese food. They always give you so much, and like, it's just a, it's a lot of salt. They give you a block of cheddar, and it starts molding all over you. Like extra, it's food multiplying. It's extra cheese on it. Oh my god, I made I made real ass chicken adobo yesterday, and it was nice. so fucking good. It's it's gonna be. I think this is gonna be a new staple. I loved it. It was like fucking easy too. Is that the best feeling when you nail a recipe and you're like, wow, I made this really good food that I'm going to make way more times now. Yeah. And like the bone in skin on chicken thighs at the store were half the price of the boneless skinless ones. Little, little shopping tip for y'all. It's much harder to raise skinless chickens. <laughs> Shut up. I did like teriyaki chicken, uh, broccoli bowls last week. Mm. And I cooked. It was one of those meals where I feel like I fucked everything up while I was cooking it. Everything felt like sort of off. Then it all went together, and I was like, "Never mind. This is really good." Nice. Well, I was I like, I've, I've been watching a lot of Top Chef, and uh, I was making my chicken adobo. So I'm like, I'm browning up my chicken thighs, and then you have to after you get your like thighs like pretty much cooked, you take them out, and then you're supposed to add garlic, bay leaves, and uh, pepper. Mm. And so I'd already gotten the, the garlic and bay leaves out. And then I went to like go get the garlic or not, not the garlic, the bay leaves and the pepper out. Went to go get the garlic and uh, the missus had used it all up, forgot to tell me. So we didn't have any garlic in the house. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. What are we going to do? And then I was able to adapt. What I used bitch. I used how dare you? I used shallots and um, and garlic powder. <laughs> and it turned out really well. So shout out to watching yeah. TV for making me feel adaptable. Definitely. Garlic powder goes a long way. Yeah, we didn't have like a ton of it left, but I think it worked well because the shallot's like half garlic, half onion, right? I've heard it's explained as that before. Like that, yeah. It's in the family. I mean, yeah, I, just by taste, enough. I would say yes. I like a shallot myself, though. I feel like I um, made some beef stew the other day that came out really well. First time mm, I made it. It is beef stew temperatures lately around yeah, here. Yeah, it's getting there. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I got some beef stew cooking up for the toilet later. Ugh. Oh. My brown pool. 
A brown <laughs> pool. I'm gonna make a brown. I'm gonna make a brown pool of chili today. Skibbity toilet. I yeah, think I might make a winner. You make a, a winner? A log? Yeah. Captain's <laughs> no, I got winner. a winner. A floater. Kaching got it. <laughs> Kaching floated it. <laughs> a floater. Why would you want a floater? It shouldn't float, right? Remember being a kid when you had floaters and you had real buoyant boys? Isn't the floater the because there's too much a... methane, right? And then like that's like a sign of it. Why do turds float? Let's find out. Increase gas. Mine usually don't. Uh, and the stool loves anything. to float. Might also happen if you have a gastrointestinal inflection. Floating greasy stools that are foul smelling. Maybe <sighs> use. Maybe due to severe malabsorption, particularly if you're losing weight. Malabsorption means your body's not properly absorbing nutrients. Do you know what I always think of when I have like? First of all, if my that actually makes sense because if my poop floats and I notice that anytime I remember it floating, um, my stomach hurt before it. It was like a real, oh. a real. It's like testing an egg to see if it went bad. Yeah, and if it's a floater, that, that's not good. Something's wrong. Floating poop always reminds me of that the pond algae, where it looks like the dark green balls that float near the top. Um, I'm now on WebMD. This is a great thing about like googling symptoms. You're like, oh, I have malabsorption. Uh, if you eat a high fiber diet with lots of vegetables and fruit, you may get floating stools because digesting the high fiber f- foods releases more air during digestion. This so leads to air right. or gas being trapped in the stool, making it float in the toilet bowl. So it's those damn oxalates. Went to go drop off a winner in the browning pool and uh with a man's head in it. <laughs> and I said, what? Jack, Jack kind of videos me like, I slipped yesterday. I accidentally had a bunch of salad. Uh, hopefully I recover from this. Jack's staying away from I my relapsed. I, re- I relapsed. <laughs> I relapsed on vegetables. <laughs> He's not deaf. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's hard, it's hard to mouth. get it. It's hard to do the Jack voice, because you have to, like, you have to talk out of the side of your mouth and be completely unintelligible, but also not have it just be full-on downs or deaf. I would it's love very to be new, a, it's, it's very nuanced. I would love to, <laughs> I would love to be a uh, service worker, fully aware of Jack and his history and shit. Just know who he is and be like, "What? What? Sorry, I'm hard of hearing. What?" Everything. I would love it to would be, be the so guy fun that, to gaslight him that worked at Subway when he made his Subway ripoff cookies and then brought them to the Subway by his house to get the staff to try them. That sucks. Ugh, I hate that so shit. Bad. That person has to be on video now, I and they have to make content for you for free. Employees should be able to pull, like, have a gun they have at the store. <laughs> they point at customers like that and say, get out. Do you believe in God? Yeah. They should have just beat him to death with one of those hard-ass cookies. Employees should have, there should be an employee gun like that, but it has a big chain on it, so they can't, nobody can take it. It's just near the register. Yeah, we rewatched the, uh, the Jack, the Cooking with Jack Pickle video, where he's trying to make pickles, and all he does is he goes to, like, the bulk food store and gets a bunch of, like, pickling spice. And then he brings it to a low boil with water. There's like no vinegar at all. And then he leaves these like, it's not like a full on like English cucumber, but it wasn't like baby dill either. Like they're like big fucking pickle sized cucumbers. And he, and he just leaves it in the fridge overnight and is like, Hmm, it's really like got that taste of, of the pickling liquid. And then he like, he tries to like it at first and then he's like, Oh, there's something about it. Like maybe it's this pickling look maybe it's a, a foreign type of pickle from like a different country. And then oh he comes back God. and is like, well, I gave the pickle to my son and he loves them. So maybe it's just like a different taste thing from this, this foreign pickling liquid. 
How do you not understand how pickling works? It's salt <laughs> and it's vinegar. That's how it works. He gave the Jack Jr. and Jack Jr. immediately started sucking it. Yeah. It was like, it's a crazy amount of ignorance. Like, he thinks <laughs> it was just a bag of dried dill and I forget what else. Like peppercorns and I, maybe some, like, coriander and yeah. garlic. That's not the only thing that goes in there. It's not just spiced cucumber. Fucking moron. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> it's unbelievable to do that as a 42-year-old man. To just not know how they make pickles. <laughs> that you need vinegar. <laughs> Yeah, they're, what do you, they, what they do you think be, pickles it has to are? be an acidic environment. <laughs> I love to guess. What it is. I love to guess what shit is. You're like, well, I got the spices. <laughs> Probably nothing else. Do this. Nothing more. Yeah, to that's it. what he does. He, he, made, he looks at it and then sort he, of guesses and then yeah, good he enough. Literally made like backyard stew. Like we just keep getting like pine needles and shit and putting it in a bucket and mixing it with water when you're a kid. Backyard Throw. cooking. Yep, it's a back- great PS2 game. <laughs> Dude. Combining sticks and grass and stuff. Jack, Jack Scalfani's <laughs> in it. Little Jack Scalfani. Backyard cooking. He would be perfect for a game like that. His character model. Yeah, well, he'd be His the minion-looking wheelch- ass. He'd be the wheelchair kid now. Backyard baseball is one of those games where I hated, like, at the time, I hated admitting how much I loved playing it. I'd play it for, like, hours at a friend's house, not do anything else. It was freaking addicting. Everyone, I know everyone, I know it's well-loved and everyone loved it, but I was at the age where I was, like... Too old to be playing what I felt like was a baby game, but it was also super fucking fun. And it was it's pretty hard to be playing like the hardest difficulty too, like it's it fast pitchy and shit. But yeah, it's like the Lego games. You don't want to play those because it's for little kids. But they're good. Pretty but it's fun. fun. Yeah, it's probably more fun no, than the I regular Star Wars about, games. Uh, video. Whoa, 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 I never give a shit whoa, about whoa. it though. Not all of them, but some of them. Dude, Star Wars games were. I, they're hit I, and miss. I've always no, I've always loved Star Wars games more yeah. than the movies even. That's like what develops my Star Wars Dark, Dark fandom. Dark Forces 2, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, Rogue Squadron for PlayStation. Knights of the Old Republic. I remember playing Rogue Squadron on one Christmas for so long that I just, I didn't want to go to like anyone's house. <laughs> like, no, I was like, <laughs> we, I, I think I'm sick. I'm going to stay home. Just want to play Rogue Squadron all day. The most like depressed I was like in my life was when I was like 15, 16. And I got... Knights of the Little Republic for my PC, and like that's all I did. It was like my my refuge from uh, from the real world, and I think that's like when I got really into being a Star Wars guy, despite like loving the the original trilogy and Phantom Menace and shit as a little ass kid. That's what that's what set it off. Andrew played a shitload of that too. I was still playing WoW all the time. Yeah, I never got into those. I would have if I had them, but you would have loved Knights of the Little Republic for sure. Yeah, like did you, did you did you get into the Mass Effect games? No, I never played those. Oh, really? Because like, Mass Effect was kind of like a... They were a spiritual successor because it was by the same studio. And they just made like their own IP using a lot of the same mechanics. Like, Knights of the Little Republic was way more D&D role-based when you're fighting. And there's obviously a lot more action to it. But like the talking to people and the romances and all your, you know, dialogue options having impact on story and stuff was really what they did in, in the KOTOR games. Dark Forces 2 is still probably the Star Wars game I played the most. <laughs> Did you have the one for Game Boy with the Rumble Pack? Mm, wait, no. I know what Star Wars game I played the most. Pod Racing for PC. Oh, yeah. That game was, was Pod Racing so for Game Boy that I had. fucking fun. The GameCube Pod Racing was really good, too, if I remember correctly. It was like the same one, but I feel like that was like a fun... Another pod one Racing was- is probably one of the coolest things in Star Wars. Just thinking back to it, Sebulba and Anakin and the mm-hmm. Pod Race... That's the best scene in the sequel trilogy, at least. Or the prequels. 
was it even a Star Wars game? I think it was. I'm trying to remember. It was a Star Wars game, I think. It, w- it would have been for GameCube. Uh, mm. And it was like, you were fighting in an arena type thing. It might have just been Battlefront. Oh, are you talking about, yeah, so Battlefront 2 had a mode where you could be like all of the heroes, and then you're just running around like Moss Eisley with like every fucking Sith, Jedi, Han Solo, whatever from the game, like beating the fuck out of each other. That was super fun. This is the first Battlefront yeah. 2, not the second Battlefront 2, which I don't know why they didn't just call them Battlefront 3 and 4, but. Star Wars, well, I put, I'm, the one I'm thinking of is definitely the first one, I think, because. No, it would have not been because that one was only uh, PS2, Xbox, and PC. Um, another fun as fuck Star Wars game that like I was too young to play at the time, but I went back and played it on emulators was the Super Star Wars series. It was mm. hard as fucking shit to oh, do yeah, without I remember save those. states. And so like I went through and beat them with save states, which was still fucking hard as shit. But those Shave were like coming. super fun like Contra type games where you get to like cycle through and play as like Luke and Chewbacca and Leia and Han to like depending on the different level and stuff. And yeah. sometimes you could like choose which one it was and like made the different level like have a separate playing experience. Yeah, I remember getting a Super Nintendo at a tag sale at some point and that was the only game that came with it. I think it was Super The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, you're and what fucked, a hard bud. game. Yeah. It's so hard. Especially as like a kid. Ugh. It was well designed though. Mm-hmm. Um it looked good, the music was good, but man, it was that was frustrating. Maybe I'm just misremembering it being on GameCube because of the time, but I think the one I'm thinking of is Battlefront 2 from from 05. Yeah, Battlefront 2 was, was so fun. That game was really good. I remember caring about that. Uh, that was one of those games I remember like thinking about when I'm when I was out like playing like soccer and shit. Yeah, I was like, I can't like, wait get to get home. I game. can't wait to go game. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, what a feeling that is. I still am that way about games. I can't wait for the podcast to be over so I can go play Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna play Star Wars Battlefront from 2017. Not to be confused with Star Wars colon Battlefront from 2004. <laughs> so fucking yeah. stupid. How they do that? The the one for 2017 was okay. Uh, They're far but, enough away where it doesn't really matter, but it's funny they do that with the names. Yeah, uh, they they gave away like the one for the battle the second Battlefront two was a fucking EA. Um, not EA, Epic Games free game a while back, and I got it after having already purchased that. it on like PS4 or whatever. Story mode was good. I didn't like the live battle, like the really big, huge, like 64 versus 64 person FPS games. Um, you I don't enjoy as much as like murdered by a Darth Vader in all those games. Yeah, or like a sniper <laughs> that's sitting like 250 meters away like, that knows where the spawns are. I much prefer yeah. like a close quarters more arena type death match but yep Great yeah games. definitely and of course a game I played, on, I played it i played it on stream once for a little bit but then it crashed and i couldn't get it back up but uh yoda stories oh that yeah one. i didn't know I they had that, that one was the good. rpg yeah alex you would love yoda stories it's like zelda but you're but for yoda what system was that for pc a DOS oh, game. is that recent no, oh, 95 DOS, or okay. something. 96. I bet you could get wow. it on like the GOG launcher. I'm pretty sure you just play it in a browser. I think, I'm pretty sure I was just playing it in a browser. I didn't have to emulate hmm. or anything. Yeah, I'm sure it's on archive.org. All the DOS games yeah. are in an uh, in-browser thing on archive.org. A lot of the CD-ROM games, too. Yeah. I kind of wanted to stream the Magic School Bus games. Dude, 
Just look at the uh They are hard though. The screenshots from Yoda's stories. Just when I when I saw that, the screenshots, I was like, oh, I love this game so much. The inventory and shit. I had to go play it. It's just in a little window like that too. Great. Oh, that's sick. I I feel like I have seen this. Yeah, I've talked about it before, but like on stream long, long time ago, so you might have looked it up then. The little top down thing with Luke. Mm-hmm. That's, it's like playing, a game maker game almost. You're playing as Luke. Yeah, that's what it feels like too, but it's so fucking good. I didn't know they came out for Game Boy Color. It's in stock on Amazon for Game Boy Color. What the fuck? 50 bucks. Crazy. Yeah, well, that would work on Game Boy Color, definitely. Absolutely, yeah. It looks like one. Well, I hope Check you guys out You know what else would work on Game Boy Color? Hmm. My dick. Let's go. Woo! Because the screen is small. I don't know. My oh, yeah. Episode 148. I would want to see it on the Game Boy camera and printer. I think, That's right. b- before I hit stop on my recording, that Alex's dick would work on the gay station. Goodbye. No, Boom. it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, it would. Seatbelts, everyone! Please let this be a normal field trip with a friend. No way! Cruising on down Main Street, you're relaxed and feeling good. Next thing that you know, you'll see it. <laughs> What's in my neighborhood? Surfing on the sine wave, swinging through the stars. It's a wild ride.